honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. All of a sudden, you go from a year of zero trades and basically minimal free agency to all of a sudden trade winds are blowing, and we're talking serious stuff. The song you just heard was The Wind Never Ceases from Secret of Mana. So, yep, like I always said, some of this uh, bumper music, I'm going to bleed in more and more and more of it over the course of time, and the library just keeps growing. It just keeps growing like the, you know, the Apple market, the Android market. You get the idea. All the applications, it just grows forever, kind of like the universe. But yeah, the Timberwolves universe is continuing to grow. And change. Definitely changes. Um, Jordan Hill was waived. So, that's the end. So, that's the end of this uh, episode. Have a good one. Okay. No, uh, Ricky Rubio has officially been traded to the Utah Jazz for a protected 2018 draft pick. Now, he figures the Jazz pick and it's lottery protected. Okay, sure. Maybe we'll get the 16th pick. Something like that. No, it's the Thunder. And, well, the Thunder just acquired Paul George. So, yeah with their little secret deal taking place behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yep. Well, the Timberwolves did trade Ricky Rubio, and immediately you figure, well, obviously something's up. Something, (laughs) obviously something is just about wrapped up with somebody else. Is it Kyle Lowry or Jeff Teague? And it had to be one of those two, because why else would you get so excited to trade Rubio that quickly like that if there wasn't something significant coming back? thought was that uh, Kyle Lowry would be extremely expensive. We're talking 20 plus million and we're talking maybe 24 and up. Uh, free agency is already off to an ape leap uh, cycle here. This is going to be a fairly short show, a special show as Vince Germano would call it. Uh, emergency show. Kind of a mini show. This may go for 20 minutes to a half hour. God only knows how long, it's, how, how long I'm going to drag it out but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to fan interaction. It'll be a two segment deal. I almost could make it one quick thing though. One quick little run and just throw in the uh, fan interaction in the single segment deal. But uh, I don't know. We'll, I'll, I'll decide as we move forward. <laughs> but no, the Timberwolves did have a deal in place. The rumors started to float around that it was Jeff Teague, not Kyle Lowry. Jeff Teague, Kyle Lowry has not landed anywhere yet. Uh, Steph Curry and Blake Griffin signed insane, God knows, immoral, ungodly type of contracts. And, you know, I don't want to get all crazy on you, but five years, $173 million for Blake Griffin. I... <laughs> I mean, that's f- freaking awful. Yeah, um, I wish I still had my Angry Video Game Nerd sound uh, sound effects. I could probably get some of that again, or sound bites, per se, from his uh, YouTube channel. Some of his videos back in the day. Better than his new ones, but yeah. Well, you could say that about just about everything these days. Um, $201 million for Steph Curry. Well, I understand, yet at the same time, $201 million. Like, really? I mean... <laughs> You know, I got a bad feeling about this. I do, and it's not because it's not because Steph Curry isn't a great player and this and that, 
And Blake Griffin, this and that. I mean, Blake Griffin's, that's way too much for Blake Griffin. I know the Warriors, if, if they keep winning championships, they're just printing money over there in Oracle. It's NBA heaven right now, this and that. But still, still, this is getting kind of insane. And I think uh, as this continues, this disease continues to grow in the NBA. Who's to say the TV contract's going to be this great next time around? So, I don't know. This might lead to the biggest lockout ever. That's my fear. Some of you might be laughing like, yeah, right, it's just going to keep growing. But you, you don't know that. Trust me, you don't know that. You don't know how this world works. There's always a turnaround. There always is. Trust me. It's going to happen, and it's not going to be pretty when it does if people aren't a little bit smarter. Luckily, it appears that Thibodeau and Layden are very smart with the contracts. See, luckily, all the guys they signed last year in free agency, with the exception of Cole Aldrich, which, isn't a, which is the smallest contract of the group pretty much, well, except Brandon Rush, I suppose, were very low and very short. And you had a team option with Jordan Hill. He was been waived. You had a, you had a short three-year, or a very cheap three-year contract with Cole Aldrich. You didn't make the crazy move for Luol Deng, give him $80 million when he's just oft injured and way past his prime. God bless him. And I know Jimmy Butler loves him and everything, but sorry, I'm not going to side Luol Deng for $80 million for five years. That is just foolhardy. It, it really is. I mean, the guy's way past his prime. So instead of giving Kyle Lowry maybe five years, $160 million or 140 whatever the heck it would have been, the Wolves opt for Jeff Teague, three, three years, $57 million. That's not bad. Now, grand scheme of things, $19 million is an unbelievable amount of money per season. Insane. But still, I mean, it's only $5 million more than Ricky Rubio. I mean, Ricky was making $14 million a year. Now, of course, the locals here are irate about Rubio being gone because this is a Rubiobo town. Uh, Dan Barrero uses that term Rubiobo, basically somebody that's obsessed with Rubio, and he considers himself one. But, you know, the, the lack of the jump shot was always a problem, and the part, the, obviously the problem that jumped in as well on a frequent basis, is he would get turnovers because everyone's expecting him to pass. Kawhi Leonard knew what Rubio was going to do late in the game. I already talked about that on last show and the one before that. And the one, yeah, you get the idea. So, But for those of you that might be fairly new, um, do check out the very recent State of the Timberwolves. This is a special show because of this pretty exciting change here going on. Um, so do check out State of the Timberwolves 2017 if you haven't yet. That is the previous episode, 201. This is 202. But now you bring in Jeff Teague little bit better three-point shooting. Certainly a guy that's going to keep the defense honest one way or another. Uh, he can. He has a dribble drive that is outstanding. His assists continue to climb during the course of his, his career. I really liked him coming into the NBA draft way back in 09. And we can all talk about 09 forever, but we're not going to anymore. <laughs> Ended up going to the Atlanta Hawks much later than expected. I mean, they, a lot of the early mock drafts had Jeff Teague coming to Minnesota sixth overall that year. Well, he ended up better than the guy that went 6th overall. And again, we'll leave that alone. He ended up going 19th in the draft that year. Born in, on June 10th, 1988, so he just turned 29, not 28. So again, that was not the best information last time around. My apologies there. Close enough, though, I guess. Out of Wake Forest, Jeff Teague, six foot two, about 190 pounds. A slasher, like you wouldn't believe. He can dunk on just about anybody. It's impressive. What I like about Jeff Teague is, though, is... He, he is a speedster. He can really hustle, goes after players, say there's somebody's on a fast break, he'll catch up to them, block them from behind, he'll take away the passing lane, get the steals. Maybe not the best man on defender in the world, but he certainly can create turnovers as good as pretty much anybody. I mean, he is outstanding in that category. And, of course, very aggressive, not afraid of contact. 
he can shoot the three-point shot. He just needs to shoot it maybe a little tiny bit more often, I suppose. As last year, didn't attempt that many, only about one a game for some reason, 35%. Not the best you ever saw, but he's had a couple years about 40% from three-point range. I understand some of you might be frustrated with that, but still, some of you see this as an upgrade, some of you don't. Um, the other fear is, of course, Rubio, the freak injuries, this and that. It's just they just kept happening, it seemed like, <clears throat> and it took him forever to come back for either the severity of the injury or just... Just it just took time. It took time. Like when he did come back, he wasn't really hundred a hundred percent like forever. Whereas Jeff Teague, well, the minimum amount of games he ever played was his third season, sixty six games way back in eleven twelve, and then seventy the year before. But ever since then, since th- uh, twelve thirteen, it's been eighty games, seventy nine games, seventy three games in fourteen fifteen. So he missed nine games there, missed three games with Atlanta uh, two years ago, and eighty two the previous season. Uh, in Indiana, Jeff Teague playing the entire season was solid the whole year, helped the Pacers get back into the playoff picture. Again, explosive, not afraid of contact, a very capable passer. You're not getting a huge downgrade in the passing department. Yes, Rubio's passes are a little bit prettier, but I don't know. Um, Jeff Teague brings a bit more of that pick-and-roll type of offense, the quickness and such, where players will have to keep up with him rather than just uh, sag off of him and try to steal the ball from him like they did with Rubio, and I keep saying that over and over again. But Jeff Teague might just flash right around somebody if you stay away from him so and then get the easy basket or slam dunk on you, for goodness sake. That guy's got an incredible uh, athleticism to him. Um, you do still have Tyus Jones, which I think will make a wonderful backup point guard. I think he's ready to be a full backup at, at this stage rather than kind of a a spot, you know, in in and out, kind of a third guard here and there when when they're able to give him minutes. I think Tyus Jones is ready for extended minutes off the bench. He, he might even be the best guy off the bench, depending on how things continue to develop. Um, I'm very happy with the Jeff Teague move. I'm glad you're not fully married to him. Three years, $57 million, and you go from there. Uh, it also leaves you space. Of course, Ricky Rubio's $14 million came off the books. Jeff Teague's $19 million take over. So... At the end of the day, you're five million worse for the for, for at the end of the day. After all that, I mean that's all it is. And you hopefully have upgraded at the point guard position. And I think I personally think the Wolves have upgraded. Obviously, because of the athleticism, the quickness, aggressiveness out of Jeff Teague, a little bit extra. Rubio did drive to the basket on occasion. He was capable of it, but he didn't do it very often. And, of course, when you have severe ankle injuries and, of course, the ACL, that doesn't help. Luckily, Jeff Teague does not have that on his medical record in the National Basketball Association. A two-year difference in age, as, of course, Ruby was only 18 years old back in 2009. Jeff Teague, 20 years old at the time. So just kind of coming, you know, just coming out of it just a year or two years out of Wake Forest there. Jeff Teague, again, slow to develop in his career, of course. But then again, that makes you wonder about Chris Dunn. Always I'm a little scared of that. Jeff Teague is 71 games in his first season, only three points, and then five points the next year. And then he started to kind of get the minutes. He started to get better for the Atlanta Hawks, 12.6 after that. And you saw a lot of what you saw in college out of Jeff Teague and what made him an exciting prospect coming into the NBA. People were afraid, though, early on. They saw he would kind of develop slowly. That's why he slipped to 19. But, hey, you know, <laughs> ended up being a lot better so than several players ahead of him in that draft, including Brandon Jennings and others. Jennings, the quick starter, and then nothing. You get Jeff Teague, slow starter, and he's got a pretty nice career ahead of him still to this day, and that's exciting. Um, 
about two and a half years younger than Kyle Lowry. Some of you are fearing about that as well. Again, you don't have to commit $140, 150000000 to Kyle Lowry, who may wind up with the Spurs now because Chris Paul is off to the Houston Rockets. A lot of crazy things going on in this league right away, just right away as we're heading into free agency, post-draft and all that. Chris Paul headed to the Rockets. Beverly, Patrick Beverly, a lot of us like, like him quite a bit. He's off to the Clippers, unfortunately, for some of us that would have liked to have Pat Beverly maybe to back up uh, Rubio if we were going to end up keeping Rubio or completely change everything, like bringing Lowry and Patrick Beverly. That would have been kind of interesting and kind of crazy. Um, you still might see a, well, yeah, you're, you're going to see some type of point guard brought in, possibly just just uh, summer league slash training camp. There'll, there'll be some other guy here for one reason or another to at least compete for some backup minutes, maybe keep a guy as a third point guard, depending on how high the Wolves are on Tyus Jones. And I would expect the Wolves to be getting higher and higher on Tyus Jones, the Apple Valley native, who has made a pretty nice impression, particularly last year when Zach Levine was injured. He finally got some serious minutes, and it was nice to see. Nice to see. A lot of us were more happy with him in there than, say, Brandon Jeff. Brandon Rush, pardon me, Brandon Jones, Brandon Jennings, Brandon Rush. I'm a little too crazy here, so my apologies with that one. Um, nice addition. He helped make the Pacers better. Uh, the Hawks were excited about Dennis Schrader. He did a really good job as well. Like, one of those guys had to go. They figured they go with the younger one in Atlanta. So it's not a knock on Jeff Teague, and I think Indiana really needed a point guard, really wanted a, a young, up-and-coming, but already experienced point guard, and they went that direction. So it was kind of a good-for-both-teams type of deal with the Hawks and the Pacers, two teams that I loved back about 20 years ago. Oh, man, <laughs> the Hawks and Pacers. I loved those clubs back in the day, um, circa 94, 95-ish. Man, those were those were fun times with those two teams. I loved them. <laughs> so kind of cool. I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Hawks and the Pacers, especially the Hawks, though. Um, big fan of Jeff Chagy. Helped the club. Get to get to a 60-win season, number one seed in the Eastern Conference, but unfortunately they got swept by the Cleveland Cavaliers, who then went on to lose to the Warriors in the 2014-15 season. Teague had a pretty nice year there, and then really ever since, he's averaged about, really for the last four years, he's averaged about 16 points a game, 15 points the year before that. Uh, a little bit over seven assists the last four or five years, five years in the league. So, again, Jeff Teague, very worthwhile addition to the club. Again, the explosiveness, not afraid of contact, athleticism, and, hey, a pretty good medical record as well when you look at things with Jeff Teague compared to, say, a Ricky Rubio again. So, cool. I'm happy with the move for multiple reasons. Again, like I said before, the financial move and, of course, the pick-and-roll type of offense you're going to bring with this club. Now you have a big four, which is pretty crazy. you got Towns, Butler, Wiggins, and Teague. And the talk continues that the Wolves are they're not even close to done. There's, they're $14 million under the cap at the moment. Will they renounce Shabazz Muhammad, get back to $20 million under the cap? The Wolves are pursuing Paul Millsap and J.J. Redick. Pretty cool. May end up with one, may end up with none, may end up with both. I'm guessing there's no, there's, it's unlikely they'll end up with both, especially with the demand out there. J.J. Redick would get you that wonderful shooter. I mean, there, there's always a chance. You never know. Maybe Redick takes a discount. Maybe Millsap takes a discount. You had the veteran power forward. You're getting a lot older, though. That's the one thing. Is you, <laughs> The Wolves just keep getting older and older. But luckily, uh, Wiggins and Towns still their same age, and they're not going anywhere. They're both going to get max contracts. 
Um, how much is Paul Millsap going to want? I mean, people probably think 20 million ish, hopefully less than that, though, as he continues to get older. You're hoping and praying that Paul Millsap will be willing to come down a bit, and maybe, just maybe, this club can still acquire J.J. Reddick in exchange for Shabazz Muhammad. Not in a trade, but financially. In exchange for Shabazz Muhammad. Some of you out there probably are like, why would you want J.J. Reddick over Shabazz Muhammad? Well, three-point shot. He's about as good as it gets in the league. He's getting a little older, which also, again, may hopefully, hopefully help J.J. Reddick be more regional about the contract and, and of course, the shot at getting to the Western Conference Finals and hope for the best there against you-know-who, <laughs> the, the freaking Northern California team that I don't want to say anymore um, because they get enough press. Damn it. Um, so, I mean, that's a pretty stacked team. That's a crazy stacked team. You just hope and pray we don't end up like the Spurs. Sure, they have Kawhi Leonard, who still has a long future in the league, but you get the idea. Uh, you bring in so many veterans. You're there. You, you get far, but you don't win. That's what you don't want to do. Of course, the Spurs already have champ, uh, five championships in their rafters. We have zero. So it's just one of those things as well where they're okay with maybe <laughs> if they don't win immediately, they'll, they'll, they'll keep winning at some point, especially as Kawhi Leonard gets, uh, you know, continues to get better, and of course you bring in young players to join him over the course of time. The Wolves, I think that's exactly what we're going to do, though. We'll continue to bring in young players over the course of time, because you're not signing these guys to five-year contracts. You're not, you're not, you know, putting yourself really hardcore against the cap for the next five years, like what was going on in the Garnett era, forever. Five-year contracts, year after year after year. Kevin McHale, Trent and Hassel, five-year uh, mid-level exception. Troy Hudson, five-year mid-level exception. Joe Smith, five-year mid-level exception. And you can go on and on and on with that. And it stacked this team forever. Of course, Garnett's contract was way too high for the time. For the time. And I know all of you feel he's the best player ever and you got to have a bottomless wallet. But again, just like with the Wolves, and it goes for everybody else in the NBA, there's no such thing as a bottomless wallet because people can't afford the tickets. Uh-oh, people might not be able to afford the tickets when the price goes up, attendance drops, maybe people get tired of the arrogance of, of, of the league, and, oh my goodness, viewership drops with the television as well. So again, those are fears, <laughs> grand scheme of things there, what I'm afraid of with some of these insane contracts. I think the Wolves, though, doing a very savvy job so far with that. So I do appreciate that. As ugly, as nondescript as the free agent signings were last season for the Timberwolves, you know what? You know what? It helped us this year, didn't it? Didn't it, though? Just like the Miami Heat the year before, they brought in LeBron James. You just kind of sat on things and just kind of folded your arms and twiddled your thumbs playing jacks for a year, and that's basically what they did. They got up to 3Zs, 4Zs, whatever. That's basically what Tom Thibodeau and, and, and uh, Scott Layden did. And uh, Thibodeau was yelling the whole time, though, anyway. 3Zs, hey, got him! Oh, basically, the whole time. So... Okay, I'm going crazy. Nice move, though. I'm encouraged with the move. I'm not guaranteeing any type of championship, but this club is going to have a lot of wins. Um, right now, some of the experts would say, the experts, how they kind of do the win replacement deal. They say the Wolves win at least four more games in comparison with Jeff Teague versus Ricky Rubio. With that current roster, they went from 49 wins to 53. And that same chart had the Wolves winning 58 if they acquired Kyle Lowry. But, again, how much longer is Kyle Lowry going to be as good as he is? And, again, five years, $140 million, whatever, would be pretty bad. 
somebody's going to be paying him something like that, unless, say, a San Antonio Spurs team can do a similar deal with uh, Lowry as Jeff Teague, but it might be closer to, like, $70 million for three years. So, again, that's a lot. <laughs> but the Spurs are a bit closer to winning a championship with just one addition there, and that's probably where things are headed, unless Kyle Lowry decides to stay north of the border in Toronto, Ontario. That's all yet to be seen at this stage. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play, right, when it comes to the contracts out there? Oh, Lord. So we'll get to the Twitter account. Let's make this a one-shot show. One shot. 20 minutes already. Whoa. Holy cow. Uh, Twitter account, at Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion, because Timberwolves Explosion does not fit. Levi, Tene, and Vince Germano. Levi, Wilson, Brown, Tene, Wilson, Brown, and Vince, uh, Vince, wow, Vince Germano. He's going to kill me. Vince Germano. The Courtside Podcast, thank you very much. Tanae of Tanae's Takes, and Levi always has wonderful things to say as well. Levi and Tanae out of New Zealand. Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Courtside Podcast, Hank McCoy, Vince Germano. You'll be hearing a little bit from them too as we head over into the Facebook page. Give a quick shout out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army on the Facebook page, uh, on Facebook that is. Look them up, give them a follow, give them a like, and join will be more, uh, I just want to say how I appreciate Trevor Wickerin for allowing me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page, and of course it is a very interactive page, lots of commentary back and forth with so many people, and of course very active posters as well on that page, so definitely recommend that. Now join, please join the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page as well if you could, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion, facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves explosion. So now we continue to bounce here. Any comments on the last show? There is at least one here. Oh, nope. Trying to share that with somebody. And I was saying how Ricky Rubio was traded. I know they have lots of conversation here between Vince Germano, Luke Williams, Sebastian Barton. Vince Germano said, why not trade him for a bucket of shit? What a terrible trade. And forgive the language there. Forgive the language. Luke Williams, Warriors fad, says bag of potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Lord. And I was saying, I guess we're going to find out who the new point guard is as soon as tonight, and that's exactly what happened. Wayne Hunt, which is also known as Hank McCoy, the Courtside Podcast, do listen to that show immediately, if you could, on iTunes and Podbean. iTunes and Podbean, if you'd like to sign up for the one-year subscription for 20 bucks on Podbean, you'll get all the premium shows. iTunes, you'll get all the free shows. But uh, Podbean, you'll get everything after you sign up for the 20-year subscription on there for the Courtside Podcast. Highly recommended. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and now Stu Benson as well. The richest man in Australia, right? They always <laughs> they have all these funny bits. Hank McCoy going with the name Wayne Hunt again. That's interesting. So he says, I'm guessing Jimmy Butler convinced Lowry to join him in mini, which will make Joey very happy. Yes, and I've always loved Lowry. He says, can't believe they got a first-round pick for him. Zing! Just kidding, and I know Vince Germano's going to hate that one. Sebastian Barton says, I cannot explain how happy I am, and I'm not even a huge fan. Rubio has all the rubes attached to his balls. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree. I should have, there we go, I should have clicked like it. Uh, he's the NBA Jay Cutler. Whoa! Oh, yeah, in a sense, I, I guess so. Though you could, you could name a lot of people with that, like freaking uh, Carmelo Anthony, who's the NBA's Jay Cutler for me at times. He says, unable to get rid of, and everyone bleeps on him until we can get rid of him. Then people act like he's the second coming of Christ. Wow. Oh, boy, that's a burn. Uh, 
30 home games. That's an interesting one. Come back to that in three seconds. Tanae Wilson-Brown says, surely you could get back, you could get more back for him. That's an awful trade. He's a decent point guard on a fairly good contract. Just not a good trade. Thibs better have someone ready to sign or I'll be pissed. And luckily he did, and it is Jeff Teague. Hopefully, uh, Tanae, yeah, let me know what you think about Jeff Teague as soon as you're able to. We'll read that on the next show, which will be more of a free agency roundup. This is a quick one because this was kind of a very, uh, this was an immediate story here. We've got to get to it right away. Might as well. Strike while the iron's hot, per se. 30 home games says no Rubio, no Levine, no Dunn. Um, no Flynn. Lowry better be 100. <laughs> well, ended up being Jeff Teague, 30 home games at the end of the day. Hope you guys like him. I was saying all the Timberwolves target Jeff Teague. That was getting later in the evening. Luke Williams says massive upgrade, Joey. Galvin Sylvie, Gavin Sylvie says, really? His nickname is Playoff Tig, and the Wolves never make the playoffs. Ah! He's laughing so hard, and I was saying, well, they will now. Bet on it, as long as people stay healthy. Uh, Ali Sidikai says, I wanted Lowry, but he works. Vince Germano says, like Tig, like Rubio more. Slightly salty here, Joey. You like Rubio more than Tig, huh? But then again, I suppose it's an opinion-based thing. I mean, Jeff Tig isn't necessarily Chris Paul at age 26, but... I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's a change of pace. It really is. Uh, Teague definitely uh, turns up the tempo, in my humble opinion. I posted all the uh, Teague had the the deal in place. And then we have this one where officially Jeff Teague had signed three years for uh, $57 million. And Wayne Hunt, uh, Hank McCoy says, Hey, Joey, I've never been the biggest Teague fan. Next show, show, sell me on Teague over Rubio. Well, I tried to. I hope, I hope I... Gave you enough there. Again, the, the quickness, the explosiveness keeps the defense more honest. He's a, he's a little bit better shooter, and he's certainly got more moves, I'd have to say. His ball handling skills, well, Rubio's a great ball handler, but he doesn't really attack the basket. He's much more east-west, I would have to say. It's just the passing skills are you know outstanding, and that helps Rubio's cause. But at the same time, Jeff Teague is a more than capable point guard in the passing department as well to go along with the athleticism the quickness, which again will keep guys backing up rather than backing up and trying to come over to him rather than uh, rather than just sagging off him and, and trying to get a turnover because nobody's scared of him. So that's a big deal. Uh, that's what happened with Rajon Rondo at times with Boston and other teams, and a lot of people call Rubio the Spanish Rondo. So that's my sales pitch. If you like it, that's good. If you don't, well, I, that's what I got right now. So that's <laughs> what I got right now. I hope... I hope it was good enough. I hope it's a good enough conversation for you. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm excited. It's Again, it brings the team's tempo higher, and I think that will help. We might see some really exciting stuff coming up. As Again, every player on that team is going to open things up for the other. As Jeff Teague will continue to do that as he slashes to the basket. People come over to him. Oh, Wiggins open dunk. Yep, Towns underneath the basket. Uh, General Patton. Justin Patton is going to get some quick dunks. He's going to get some catch and dunks type of plays where he's just right under the basket. He'll, of course, get putbacks, maybe some, or, or alley-oops. He'll be the recipient of that. Jeff Teague, also very capable of alley-oops, as you saw it numerous times with the Atlanta Hawks and the Pacers over the course of time. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm happy with Jeff Teague. So we're approaching the half-hour mark. I'm going to dig around real quick, see if there's anything more going on. Okay, yep, Hank McCoy. Uh-oh, there is some more posts. Oh, there is some more posts. <laughs> Ali Sidikai posting on... He's posting an article from... 
SPRKSports.com. Timberwolves, yep, okay, it said Timberwolves have their fans very excited for the season. That's a worthwhile article. I did read it. It's just I needed to read the link out correctly to you. Dunking with Wolves also posted that the uh, Timberwolves draft experts reacted on Twitter. They were very impressed with the Timberwolves. Hank McCoy says, loved everything I heard from the Jimmy, um, Jimmy Butler at the press conference. Yeah, there's that too, so I'll have to keep jumping for a couple more minutes here. It's tough giving up young talent because you want to see them grow and reach their potential with the club, but like I've said before, you can only collect young talent for so long before you need to bring in talented vets to take the team to the next level, and that's what I believe the Wolves did with this trade. Yeah, I mean, you have to eventually move forward. You can't just keep relying on the lottery over and over and over and over. He says, I'm also excited to see new threads be revealed as this Wolves team continues Excuse me. As this team continue, uh, as this team turns a corner moving forward, man, I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> too excited, too crazy here. Sebastian Barton says, "What an off season of steals! First off, getting Jimmy Butler for absolutely nothing technically because Levine is hurt. Oh, Levine's going to be back though, Sebastian. Trust me, he's not. It's not. It wasn't a. It wasn't a Teddy Bridgewater type injury. He's he's going to be back and he's going to be very good. But still, uh, Butler's a lot further along than Zach Levine. Chris Dunn." There's not anything special so far, and we just swapped first-round picks, and now we just traded a guy who we were unable to trade at all for the last four years of having him on the trade block for first-round protected top 14. Are you kidding me? Steel City. So Sebastian, very happy with the trade. I'm happy with it, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, it freed up cap space so we could make moves here. That was kind of the whole goal there. Um... Hank McCoy wraps up the Facebook page saying, Wowzers, that Rubio trade, even though I was calling for Rubio to be traded a few seasons ago, you can't deny the promise he showed last season. Is this the last of the con picks to be moved now? And he says, I like the move because you get a 2018 first-rounder back and clear enough cap space to sign a Lowry type point guard, plus Peck is now off the books, and yes, he is. I'm looking at the move much like the Lakers did with D'Angelo Russell, he just wasn't a magic guy heading into the future. Same with Rubio. He just wasn't a Thibs player for his system. And no, uh, Wolves fans should be excited about next season. This roster is finally taking some playoff shape. Yep. Um, and they will absolutely make it. There's no doubt about it. Talk is that Jimmy Butler will be wearing the number 23. He couldn't... See, it's like he couldn't wear 23 in Chicago because of Michael Jordan, and he cannot wear 21 in Minnesota because of Kevin Garnett. So it's kind of funny. So it's interchangeable there. Now he wears 23 in Minnesota. So that is what's going to be happening with Jimmy Butler. We're still waiting on the new jerseys. As there was no jersey at the press conference. Um, I'm guessing, boy, well, the latest it'll happen is the State Fair. The latest. and they'll Because they'll be selling them at the State Fair. I guarantee you the Wolves booth at the uh, State Fair will be selling the jerseys. That's the latest. I'm thinking before that, maybe possibly, a, maybe when Jeff Teague comes here. As a free agent, officially, so you can officially sign on Thursday. Um, that might be when. I'm not sure. Maybe the end of July around my birthday. I have no idea. You'd think the Jimmy Butler press conference would be a great time to do it, but ah, one of these days. But the very latest possible will be the State Fair, which is, of course, the end of August and the beginning of September, right around good old Labor Day. Jimmy Butler press conference. I mean, <laughs> and all the interviews with Dan Barrero, Paul Allen, Mackie and Judd. I listened to every single one of them. He's awesome. I would love to have him on this show. I mean, what a cool guy. <laughs> I would love to have Jimmy Butler on Timberwolves Explosion. Oh, wouldn't that be the coolest thing ever? Uh, the guy is... <laughs> he is... Uh, 
He's something else. I, I can't even. How would you? I mean, how would you not love the guy if you were around him on a regular basis? I mean, if you love the game of basketball, this guy loves the game, and he has so much common sense. And at the same time, he's like, hey, if you don't like me, if you want any beef, and he gave out his phone number, and then it just went eight play because it really was his phone number at the press conference. A lot of you heard about that. Some of you may not have. And then he, he went on Mackie and Judd, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Mackie and Judd at the time, right after the press conference. And they said, is your phone still blowing up? And he said, yeah, here, let me turn on the ringer. And it was just ding. You know, like text after text after text after text after text. It was pretty funny. So, <laughs> what was actually going on? He got. He said he had over six thousand texts and seven hundred uh, FaceTimes coming his way because of that. He was basically responding to Antoine Walker, Scottie Pippen, ripping him uh, for this and that, saying he's selfish or whatever it is. He was too tough on the young guys, whatever it was. And he's just like, you know what? That's up to you. That's your opinion. It, it, it doesn't bother me. Just go ahead and, and go ahead and tell me rather than tell somebody else behind my back. I'd appreciate it that way instead. And that's why he gave out his phone number, I guess. <laughs> quite funny and quite unusual. Um, very cool guy. Uh, you're seeing smiles out of Tom Thibodeau that you never saw before. He had so much energy at that press conference. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, the talk is, of course, that Mr. Uh, Jimmy Butler will be the translator for those of the other players on the team that don't understand uh, Thibodeau, that don't understand Tom Thibodeau language. So he'll help translate it for them and uh, help be the. Uh, he'll be like. He'll be like the middleman, I guess, between the players and Tom Thibodeau, and that's the hope here that that can continue to improve this team. As Jeff Teague will be joining the fray. Talk was that George Hill did not want to come here without an astronomical amount of money because he didn't like Coach Thibs' style with the yelling and all that. So, Jeff Teague it is. Jeff Teague it is, everyone. So, we're going to have to leave that as is. I'm going to sign off. Have a wonderful July 4th weekend. God bless all of you in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and elsewhere. For those of you here in the United States, may God bless the United States of America on July 4th, as 1776 was a hell of a day as this country declared its independence from the British Empire all those years ago. 241 years ago, July 4th, 1776. God bless the United States of America, its armed forces, and (laughs) basically the whole idea of being a free country. In God we trust. Thank you all. God bless, and we'll talk to you very soon for a free agency roundup next time around.